2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley.
4: Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Dell Tuesday, and with us is Sean and Heather Connerly, and I believe they're out of Houston area, and they've got five apartment complexes, had six at one time. 13 houses, got rid of those also, uh, but have over 500 units that they're managing, and uh, interestingly enough, their motto is, not only is the customer important, but the employees are important. So if you put the customer first and the employees first, then you will end up having a great business model. Welcome to the show, guys.
0: Thank you so much for having us. Hey,
4: Dale. Thanks again.
0: We're very excited.
4: Let's take it back, guys. Um, As I was looking through your history here, one of the things that interested me was how closely related you were to getting together as uh, husband and wife and boyfriend girlfriend then husband and wife or however it worked whichever way it went first I don't know (laughs) uh, hopefully it doesn't go back to it yeah I don't know man (laughs) boyfriend girlfriend sometimes it's good if you could keep it a girlfriend right because then it's fun. (laughs) so you guys were together for a very short time and then you got into lifestyles sort of like you both kind of stumbled into this at the same time where was your mind at to When you met each other, were you entrepreneurially based the two of you from the beginning or not?
1: Yeah, I think I believe so. Yeah, you know, I started buying houses, you know, back in 2008, acquired about 16 of those. And then, you know, once we met, our goal was it was logistically a challenge for us to manage our single family property across the greater Houston area, you know, just and grow the way we wanted to. So we felt that we could consolidate the doors into one parking lot it would be more advantageous for us. So that's when we said the best way to do that was buy apartments, apartment. And so that's what we did. And, you know, yes, we both had entrepreneurial spirit, you know, whether it's, you know, growing up, me trading baseball cards or, you know, I loved garage selling when I was a kid. I loved, you know, going to the convenience store, getting the map, looking on there where I put my garage sale signs, go around in the mid-'80s trying to find Teflon skillets, you know, various garage sales, and then resell them and making a great buck out of it.
0: And I had worked for a husband-and-wife company for about a decade and had built a company with them from, you know, two employees to about 30 and um, 10 retail stores and so had learned a lot from that and had seen kind of a husband-and-wife example in front of me. And then Sean and I met, and then, I don't know, a couple months after we met, he, like, put a PowerPoint presentation (laughs) together for what – he thought our future was going to look like. And then,
4: Are you kidding uh, me? Are you kidding me? A PowerPoint no, presentation.
0: Away at it. Was there a yeah, ring so. at the
4: end of the PowerPoint presentation, like a picture know, of a right? ring or something?
0: Right? <laughs> I know. We should frame it and put it up in our yeah. in our home somewhere. But and we did. So Sean, we Sean, that's
4: worse than me. I, that's even worse than me. Now I've got to <laughs> ask you a question, though. I got to ask you a question, and that is. Heather, when you he were dating, did he take you around and show you his houses? I know when I was dating, I would always find an excuse to go buy one or two or three or five or ten of my houses, just so <laughs> that they would know I owned two or three or five or ten houses.
0: <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> and if they weren't rented, you could go and them. Yeah. Something yeah. happened. We went to a couple, uh, and then yeah. I think I even had to put a few for rent signs yeah. out. And, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: and then we started selling them right away. Yeah,
0: And then, cause, because Sean had heard you on the radio and was so captivated and motivated and had joined Lifestyles. And so I was the the lucky one who kind of got to join in by marriage and learn, you know, all of the great knowledge and roadmap and the path and everything. So, you know, it's a real blessing. But, you know, we didn't have any prior experience of working together or how that would look and continues to evolve monthly now as we're six years (laughs) years years later and on this path but you know we started selling the single family homes and then we had gotten married and then shortly after that found out we were having our first child and then she came early and Sean actually left me in the hospital room to go sign on our first syndicated deal, which there I'm like, what is happening right now? But was absolutely a wonderful opportunity and kind of started our family life and our professional life off at the same time. So it was actually wow. quite beautiful, but funny to look Wh- back on.
4: <laughs> what a story. What a story. <laughs> That's unbelievable. He left you there in yep. the bed, pregnant. Having a baby yep. just to go close a deal. Sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> Gosh, do that's, that's terrible.
1: That yeah, is terrible, Sean. We've got another baby coming in just a couple of weeks.
0: So. Yeah. I'm so going to um, leave me there, too.
4: <laughs> Heather, were the babies on the PowerPoint presentation?
0: <laughs> I don't think three were. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was one. And then in a couple weeks, we are expecting, we have uh, two sweet, beautiful girls, and we have a little boy. Joining us in just a couple weeks, so uh,
4: oh, that's a mix. There you go. Yeah. Now the two little well, girls are going to have to do everything they can to take care of the little boy.
0: Yes, but all uh. future um, future <laughs> lifestyle members. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what Absolutely. I
4: think about. So So, um, what got you guys to decide to change over to apartment complex? I know you said it's simply you couldn't manage the diversity across different locations and so forth. But were you not afraid to take that step?
1: No, I mean, sure. I mean, we could we could find ways to to be scared of anything in life. But the only way you can be successful is by going and doing things. And so, you know, before I had even bought apartments to start out in single family, I joined Lifestyles before I'd ever even owned a single family property, not even a primary residence. So I had no real estate experience of owning anything on my own. And then I joined Lifestyles. I bought two rental properties and used the cash flow I was generating from those two to go buy my primary residence. And I just kept growing and growing and kept doing and doing. And as you as you grow, you're going to learn new things, and you're going to become more efficient. You're going to realize that those hurdles you thought were hurdles were really just, you know, pimples on the skin and weren't really anything. And you just keep growing, and you get better and better at it. And, you know, as I got larger with my real, my single-family properties, it was just hard because I didn't have a – an outside party. I didn't have a management team. I didn't have any on-site maintenance team that were, ma- you know, maintaining these properties. And I had a full-time job, so you know, I'm, I've got my phone blowing up for people trying to lease my properties. I'm trying to get people moving in, and you know, I have to go do all that. And it's you know, from you know, north of town to south of town, west and east, it just got such a challenge to where I, I said, you know, if we could just have everything in one parking lot, we could have a, a great, a great staff that could maintain it, lease it out for us. You know, we could grow and. Sure, there's going to be challenges, but you got to go and do. And that's, and you realize you're not the first person who's done this. And that people have been owning real estate and operating real estate for a long, 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 long time. And uh, I just felt after listening to you on the radio that this was the route I wanted to take by leaving corporate America because I had a, I had a great job. Heather had a great job. But, I, you know, my original goal was. To just make a better return on my investment, you know, and at some point become W two less. And first, it's one house, and then you just keep taking the the steps. You know, you keep hitting your singles and your or your home runs, and you keep growing. And as time grew on, it went from just making a better return on my investment to then becoming financially free to where I could retire. Because Heather retired in 2016 and then I was able to retire in 2018 from my corporate job. And then once you do that, you know, the next goal is just to be able to add more value to to everything, whether it's your investors, whether it's your staff, whether it's your communities, you know, now we're at the point where we just want to add value to people and we feel like we're in a great spot to be able to do that.
0: Right, and to add on to, you know, the comfort of moving from single family to multifamily, which we discussed for a while, was the lifestyles roadmap and the expertise that comes with the mentorship and the mentors that are within lifestyles that really guide you through that you're not alone and they give you that roadmap and the plan and are a constant resource throughout it all because it's all yeah. new and you're not. Okay, we're gonna have to go to like break, doing guys,
4: guys. I'm sorry, we're gonna have to go to break. We'll pick this up right back when we come back from the break. Now, from the files of Dell Wamsley, you need to have enough money saved up that you can live off the money you have saved. That's the concept. The flaw in that concept is that retirement, to me, is not the end of adventures in life. It's not the end of our creativity. It's the beginning. It's the opening up of the opportunity for the first time in your life to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want, where you want, how you want, etc., etc., etc. That means that you're believing that you're coming to the end, that it's over. And how can you psychologically ever prepare for anything that says you're over? It won't work. And if you believe in Think and Grow Rich concepts, which is whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve, if you conceive and believe you don't want to be worthless, then you definitely can achieve working for the rest of your life. That's the number one problem.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
4: Welcome back to the Dell Wamsey Radio Show here on Tell Dell Tuesday. We have Sean and Heather Connolly out of Houston, Texas with uh, five apartment complexes, over 500 and so units. And uh, they're telling the story about how they transitioned from single family into multifamily. Let's talk, what was the first property you bought? Is it the 16 unit? Was that your first multifamily deal? The first
1: one was the 68 unit uh, oh. in Baytown.
0: They Beautiful the size. Pump, yes.
4: That's a beautiful size property. Sixty eight unit is the great size because it's large enough to have a manager and a maintenance man full time. Right. I love that.
1: Yeah, that's that was that's you know, after going to the two day and and getting educated and and going on road trips and case studies, yeah, we agree. We thought that was the great for us to consolidate all of our doors into one parking lot to be able to have an amazing staff on site that can lease and do maintenance this was a great size for us and so that's why we uh, we pulled the trigger on it we thought it was a great deal. Yeah, the second one the 21 units it was actually it's physically adjacent to this property. So it just it it worked out great that we were able to just put one fence around the entire community and having a, instead of having a dividing fence we could operate as just one property. So that was great.
4: Wow, that is great. I I bought a property, a 64 unit, then I bought one across the street, which was 68, then I bought one right next door to that one, which is 88, then I bought one right around the corner, which was 104, and then I bought one across the street from that, which is 140. And, you know, it it felt the same way. Every time I bought one, it was just an addition to, it was no big deal, it just, it actually made things easier, you know? Plus, you got rid of your competition, so it's a great idea. That's
1: right. You are the competition.
4: That's right. That's yeah, a great story. So um, you've got these two units here and the two complexes. Were they syndications or did you do these by yourself?
1: We did. We syndicated both the deals. All of our deals have been syndicated deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we felt that We're blessed by having a significant amount of of, uh, what Lifestyles calls passive investors. But, you know, we would not be successful if it wasn't for our amazing staff. But most importantly, if it wasn't for our passive investors, because there's, you know, we've got 140 of them that, you know, that allow us to grow and they trust in us with their money.
0: And we're honored to have several that have been with us since the beginning. And I think it's such a flattering compliment for them to continue to invest with us and trust us and grow with us as well. So, you know, been very pleased with that and honored.
4: How did you end up with the 16 unit? The the 21 units, the Oh,
0: those are the single,
4: single family unit. rental properties. Okay, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, I misread that. Okay, so it was 16 family. houses. Yeah. Okay, so I got you. Yeah, yeah. My bad. It's
0: funny the the 21 units that was next to the 68 units. Yeah, yeah. I remember the manager always saying that they would walk over around the fence and try and come in the office and were begging, like, could you guys please manage (laughs) our... And they're looking over at, you know, fresh paint and residents smiling and community events and different things that we would be doing. And they're like, can you please? And still some of the same, you know, residents that lived there five years ago still do and are so happy that that was able to occur. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Now, you know, you talked about being spread out before on, you know, the single family spread. You are spread out as far as apartments. I look at this. Baytown, Clute, Lake Jackson. You're all over the place, right?
1: Yeah, it's the greater Houston area, but we have great teams that are on site that can manage these properties for us all day. We've got an amazing property supervisor, and she just does magical things for our entire portfolio and and keeps everything going during good times and challenging times. And uh, we're very blessed and thankful that she's in our lives.
0: Yeah, whether a tropical storm is potentially on the way or not, you know, she's there. Yeah. But she travels to each property and we do as well and then each one has a you know an incredible team on site that kind of has been trained in the TCG way and you know just thinking about teams and how important they are and investing in them and you know the return that you get from that, our property supervisor was the on-site property manager at the first property we ever acquired um, and that's not no- you know that's not the norm. But she has been with us since day one and and believes in our goals and visions and has trusted and seen um, that we've delivered on those promises. And um, it's great. She tells us that we're her retirement plan. (laughs) Um, I'm very happy every time she says that and reminds me of that. But, you know, just these teams that work incredibly hard and act like owners, just like, you know, we are working every day, you know, to give back and make differences in people's lives when it's from the passive of investors to, you know, their residents who are living in our community, making a difference in their lives as well. Much more rewarding than I think we ever could have envisioned or imagined.
4: Well, you talk about uh, being able to uh, make all the stakeholders happy, which means you got to make your your investors happy, you've got to make your residents happy, you've got to make your employees happy, you got to make your contractors happy. You've got all these different people. How do you guys juggle all that? It seems like you're a happy-go-lucky family. seems like you have a good attitude about the people and, that you do business with. Is this something that you put together as a, a mental approach, or is it just something you lucked on to? How did you come about the idea of best product, best price to everybody involved?
1: Well, I just think that the you know, for you know, to to pull from your slogan, you know, you make enough people rich in this world. You know, are you giving up people things that they want? Then you can have what you want. And we feel the same way that by adding value to anybody's life, that you're going to get the value you want back. And you know, once you once you come up with that thought and and you execute it, and you can start seeing the fruits of your labor by adding all this value to your investors, your community, your team, then you start seeing the fruits of that coming back to you.
0: Yeah, and I think. We're both very passionate about people and giving back. And I think I've received a lot of blessings in this life and in this world. And to be able to give back and have this opportunity to lead these people and syndicate these deals, and it's very rewarding every day. But it seems so simple, though, in life of treating people with respect and that from our team to our residents having a smiling face when they come into that leasing office. If somebody calls in with a work order, get it done. Take care of the product. Take care of this is their home and respect that and acknowledge that. And then give back with simple community events and empower our team and our employees with that same respect, growth opportunities, accessibility, responsive time, kind of these, these life characteristics or morals or you know that we can carry over in each of those buckets that i think everybody in this world deserves and it isn't hard to deliver on it
4: all right we'll take a short break we'll be right back with sean and heather and the del wamsley radio show
2: now more intel to build a better lifestyle from del wamsley in the
4: old days people had pensions and the government supplemented those pensions with Social Security. Neither of those are saved up money situations. They are never ending supplies of fresh money to live off of. So when you stop earning new dollars, and I like to call this regular reoccurring income. Regular means it's on a week by week or month by month or quarter by quarter basis. In other words, you know when that money's coming in, it's reoccurring, it happens every single week, month, or quarter, whatever it is. And it's income, it's not savings. Because you eat your savings up very quickly. You have to live off the income. Now the real problem is, is that the money you've saved is earning nothing. We'll be right back with the Del Wompsley Radio Show.
3: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com?
2: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Dell Wamsley.
4: Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Here with me here, here with me today on Tell Dell mm-hmm. Tuesday is Sean and Heather Connerly from Houston, Texas. Uh, they own five five apartment complexes and um, over 500. I think it was 34 units, something like that. Yep. And uh, we're want to talk now. You had a 68. You bought the 21 unit right next door. Was the 216 unit the next one you bought?
1: Yeah, it was. The one included. Yeah, 216 units. Tell and us about that one. That deal.
4: That's yeah, a much syndicated. larger deal than you've done before. So what were you thinking there?
1: Right. Um, again, we just felt that it was just the right fit for us. Uh, we liked the numbers, you know, when we were underwriting it. And the um, interesting thing about this one was when we got under contract for this one. There was actually a fire on the property and 16 units burnt to the slab. So we ended up, we were able to close the deal and get the insurance proceeds to build 16 brand new units from slab up. And they're beautiful. And we have a huge rent premium on these 16 units now. Uh, and of course, that took some time because we couldn't really build on it until after we closed. So once we closed and we were able to to build on it but now that they operate as you know 16 beautiful you know the, the loan 16 units with you know great you know great tile and quartz countertops and microwaves and you know everything top of the line but that was a little bit of a challenge being under contract and having a fire and then trying to figure out if you can get financing on it and you know and let the investors know and trying to get pictures and you know and just communicate and just be an effective communicator for this deal to get it to get it closed because it was a larger deal and it was our largest deal, but...
0: Um, and that was the deal that allowed Sean to retire and then be able to come join focus. me and work full-time yeah, focus on more, that, more full-time. with which, you know, a community that size needs that. Yeah,
1: it, it, and as you grow your portfolio, the, the more units you have, you're, it's, you know, as a syndicator or a lead investor, you you have to work full-time in this business, and it takes up... A lot of your time you know you're the co-ceos co-owners of, of, of a company and we've got 23 employees and it mm-hmm. takes a lot of our time because we wear a lot of hats you know i'm a firefighter during the day i have no idea when i show up what what up what fires i'm putting out. now you know no pun intended but uh <laughs> It could be a plumbing. It could be HR. It could be accounting. It could be computer technical. You never know what issue you're going to have.
0: It could be your co-founder. It could, <laughs> it could be. It could be a baby <laughs> on the way.
1: Who knows? It could be a contract I need to go sign. Yeah. Uh, but no. We. But we. The good thing is we. We are in complete control, but we're totally accountable for all of our actions. So it allows us the freedom to grow and do things and have an amazing family. But we're also accountable. Uh, for all of our actions, and we thrive in that environment
4: now, when you had the sixteen that were burnt, were you required to bring that back up to code at that time? Usually, that's what was required in most places yeah, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, the uh, the lender held the funds in escrow, and we couldn't draw those funds until you know certain pro- progress uh, steps were completed. and then, you know we didn't get the final draw until we got the certificate of occupancy and, and met all the code requirements, so that yeah, that took some time, and we didn't get the funds until. Uh, well, the question I'm asking
4: is the question I'm is a little more specific than that. On every fire that I've had in the Houston area, in my properties, once more than 50% of the unit is destroyed and you bring it back, you have to bring it up to today's codes, where most of this stuff is grandfathered in You know, 10 years ago, 20, 30, 40 years ago codes, right? But I have to bring it back up when I had my fires to where you had to have fire... Uh, prevention, um, sprinkler systems, and so yeah, on. And so yeah,
1: forth. we do, do exactly do exactly the same thing. You know, interesting story is when we what that what that line in the sand number is a percentage. You know, it, it's somewhat subjective if if the entire slab didn't go, uh, but yeah, they they deemed that uh, total destruction, and we had to bring it back to today's standard, which includes fire uh, sprinkler systems. But the interesting thing was when, when the insurance proceeds were given to us closing and sent on to our lender as, in escrow reserves, what they didn't have in there was those code upgrades, uh, so like the sprinkler system. So we actually had to go back and request additional funds from the seller's insurance company to pay for code upgrades. Uh, and so we, we were successful in getting that.
4: That's interesting because a lot of times people won't buy those code upgrades in their insurance. That's an additional addendum to the insurance yeah. policy. So yeah. So that's good yeah. that you got that. You also had to bring it up to code as far as handicap also, right? No,
1: not that I'm aware of.
4: That's interesting because I was, I was required to bring, uh, when I had a buildings burned down, I had to bring at least one unit back to where you could get a handicapped person in. All right. That's interesting because that happened right out of the blocks. which is not normally where you have your problem. You normally close on something, and then you have a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
4: You had a problem right out of the box. Going through that made you stronger?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could go back to Hurricane Harvey when our first unit, our first property with the 68 units, it flooded, and we know we had to go through that. So we've been through the fire, the flood, you know, and each time, you learn which contractors to use and which ones not to use, but uh, yeah, but you, um, yeah, you you just realize that you know these things are going to happen. Protect yourself. How to protect yourself? But most importantly, you know, use the resources lifestyles have because you you aren't the first person who's gone through a hurricane or had a fire on the property. You know, you and I, all three of us, are just talking. We've all had fires at our property, so um, you know you can piggyback and learn from other investors and uh, and mentors and find out who they used and, you know, what What? What should they have done differently. So, yeah, you definitely get smarter.
4: So you've got the 216. How long did it take you to turn that around?
1: Uh, it took about a year to get those 16 units online because, you know, originally we had blueprints for no-code upgrades, and then we had to get blueprints for code upgrades, and it just took a long time in permitting and things like that. So, yeah, it took about a year till we were able to, I'd say, have full rental capability. Now, you know, now we're operating as full 216. Previously, for the first year, it was only operating as 200 units.
4: All right. Now, let's talk about, you've got now three apartment complexes, two together is one, so it's really basically two operations. What are you doing with these as far as increasing their value? Are you raising the rents? Are you controlling the expenses, a combination of the two? And what are your partners seeing out of this as far as profitability?
1: We can go to the next one because that's a really good story. The next one, our fourth unit, our fourth property we closed on was seventy-six units out there uh, in the Galena Park area, uh, which is a finalist for Houston Apartment Association units under a hundred this year. So we're tremendously honored and blessed that you know we're a finalist with HA. Uh, we'll find out in a few months how we how we uh, did this year. But this one we closed. You know, this is interesting. This was the original de- developer. Family that developed—they developed a lot of the properties on this street out there in galena Park, uh, and they also developed and, and owned these apartments. And they owned them since you know the '70s is when they first built them. So it was one owner. They really never raised the rents. I mean, when we took over this property, it was you know four hundred, four hundred fifty things that rents that I saw back in the two thousands when I was renting an apartment, San Antonio they never raised the rent, but they really didn't do any upgrades. So, you know, you just kind of understanding why these folks never saw rents, but they never charged admin fees. They never charged application fees. There was no deposit. So it was just like this beautiful property, but it wasn't really a, a business model for them. I don't know what it was, but when she sold it, we took over. And what we did was we upgraded all these units with brand new appliances. We added microwaves. Uh-huh. We got All new cabinet front. Just gave this thing a tremendous facelift. We added uh, some shade structures on the outside, and then successfully refinanced that property this year after owning it uh, roughly two years. And and we paid you know we paid back some of those loan proceeds from for that refi. And so the first four properties we've bought, three of those have been refinanced, and loan proceeds have been sent back to uh, the investors. Um, you know, the one we've owned the longest, uh, those folks, you know, it's been, what, five years? Uh, they've received a 99% return on their investment. So, you know, five, that's, what, 20% a year? So that's that's great. You know, if all of the investments could be like that, I, I would uh, love, to, love to continue to do those.
4: Well, it's they generally do. If you keep at them and you stick with them as hard as you guys work, you keep them up, you're going to have that kind of return. Pretty typical, to 20% a year is pretty typical across the board. I've been seeing myself and my properties about 30%, not to put your 20% down. <laughs>
0: gold. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds
1: like a rounding error to me.
4: yeah, no, uh, Yes. <laughs> It's a challenge is what it is. No, I'm just yes. I'm throwing it out there for people listening to get an idea that we're not talking about 100% a year. We're talking about per annum. Right. Dell Wamsley on how to live the lifestyle. As you get older, you need to allocate away from risk and go more to fixed income type things that won't go away, like CDs. The money won't just disappear. Now, bonds can disappear. If interest rates go down, bonds go up. But if interest rates go up, bonds lose their value and right now we're in the lowest interest rate environment in the world and the democrats are trying to create massive inflation interest rates are going to have to go up that means bonds are going to lose value left and right you're in massive risk those of us who have retired and will retire the definition of retirement is the point at which your passive income replaces your earned income on a regular reoccurring basis We're going to take a short break. We'll come back and finish up with Sean and Heather Connerly in the Del Wamsley Radio Show.
2: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley.
4: Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Sean and Heather Connolly from Houston, Texas. We've discussed uh, four of their properties that purchased so far. We're now guest guys going to the last 153 units. Brings <laughs> of Lake Jackson Apartments, I guess it is. Um, tell us about that one. What brought that one on?
1: Yeah, so we already had the one property, uh, the 216 units down in. Uh, Clute, so the the city adjacent. It's in the same submarket as you know, 153 units. And this property came available, and we liked it. It was 50 percent occupied when we took it over. So we we felt that this was a lot of value add mm-hmm. potential, and you know, this was right before COVID happened. So we closed on it in January. Ja- late January last year, 2020, <laughs> and we we ended up getting a bridge loan with a local bank and it was it's tied to LIBOR and I think LIBOR at the time was thirty day LIBOR was like at two and a quarter, I believe. And our loan docs didn't have like a floor on how low LIBOR could go. So we closed on then COVID hit and our interest rate went from basically four percent per year and it now currently it's like like 2.2 I think. So, wow. The additional funds we're getting from not having, you know, those mm-hmm. additional financing fees is great for the returns. But so we took uh, a property that when we bought it was 50% occupied, now we're close to 90% occupied. We upgraded roughly about 40 units with all new flooring, cabinet fronts, we added microwaves cuz they didn't have microwaves, black appliances, quartz countertops in the bathroom, new vanities and new new kitchen uh, we went with some mica countertops in the kitchen, and just, of course, increase the rent. And we're, we're seeing such a great return on the value from doing that. And the rent, these things are the ones that get rented first. It's like, you know, they see all these upgrades, they, they want that one, and they want to pay the extra money.
4: So right, what uh, year built was this? What year was this built? Mid-70s. All right. The reason I bring that up is because I looked at Lake Jackson, a bunch of properties, and there was a year, 10 years ago maybe, where they just built a ton of complexes all at the same mm-hmm. time. And they overbuilt that submarket so much, and almost all of it was Class A stuff, that the Class A's even started letting their stuff deteriorate, because they didn't have enough people to fill it up. So right. you guys came in there with 70s construction, and you were able to bump up. You probably fit right in underneath those guys, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we do. And, you know, it's also, you know, location, it's a great location, and the staff, the service we provide is amazing, uh, and so people love, love that community.
0: Well, like you say, Del, you know, great product at a great price, yeah. and it is the highest rated on Google apartment community in the area because it is a, you know, more competitive market than some of our others, and it's those great product, great price, great service that really are the key differentiators from our competition and why people don't leave.
1: It comes down to our team. Our team just yep. does an amazing job yep. at all well, of our properties. if that's the case, I, I
4: totally understand because when I went down there and I shopped, shopped at least 10 different properties there, and they just weren't operated very well. It was almost like everybody had thrown their arms yep. up and said, there's not enough people in this Lake Jackson City to fulfill or to fill all these different complexes that they overbuilt that one or two years of, you know, they thought yep. was going great, and they kind of yeah. threw their arms up and stopped trying. If you guys went in there and tried, then obviously yeah. you're going to be the best product, the best price.
0: Right. You're right, Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, because the economy is very different than Houston and whether they're relying on plants opening or closing or yeah. COVID, you know, restaurants opening or closing, but being the, the best product in the area and delivering great service no matter what are some simple Keys
4: to success. Yeah, that's great, guys. So let's talk now about where your plans are for the future. You got the third one on the way, the little one on the way. There, You've got the full family figured out now. Maybe you're going to add four or five more. Who no, knows? No,
0: no, 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 no.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Get out the PowerPoint. Get out the <laughs> point. Let's figure out how many kids we're going to have here. What's the future for you guys? I mean, you just you're knocking it out of the park. You obviously young, young family and uh you've already got five apartment complexes i mean where do you go from here guys
1: yeah i just want to continue to grow i mean i'm not trying to be simplistic here but continue to add value into everyone's lives we want to make more money for our investors we want our staff to grow and have a great career we want our residents to have a great community and have events that you know they can talk about on social media and have more referrals you know and then heather and i take more trips you know we we had a lot of fun with trips this summer you know we took our first rv girl trip to, with the family with the two girls uh, the grand tetons and yellowstone it was just absolutely amazing you know i was captain sean driving an rv and uh, <laughs> it's just, it was just such a special special time
4: that's great that is great you got any pets
1: no no
0: <laughs> <laughs> two girls except it, for the pet rabbit at our daughter's kindergarten class that she wants to come all right yeah. i
4: know what i'm getting, getting you guys for christmas we're going to get you some no. pets how do you you own five apartment complex and not have any pets I mean we rescue like eight or ten cats a year and two or three dogs a year. I mean, it's, they're always I mean, running around crazy. With...
1: I, I spent eight years in the military training explosive detection dogs and narcotic detection mm-hmm. dogs for the Air Force, and uh, I spent enough time with dogs. I, I don't need another one right now.
0: But we really <laughs> do have great pet policies and very pet-friendly apartment yeah. community. Yeah. 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 So that's where we focus that on. <laughs>
4: Well, guys, we really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your story with everybody. Is there anything else you want to get out there for people that are thinking about doing this that just are a little hesitant? What would you say to them?
0: First, we just want to really thank you, Dell, for what you have created. Yeah, go do it. you got to yeah. go do it.
1: You can't be successful without doing things. Go You've do provided
0: it. the tools. And anyone
4: can do it. Anyone can. Guys, great job. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing it. And for the rest of you out there, understand this, Sean and Heather are not doing this just for the money. They're doing it for three kids and the lifestyle.
2: It's not just the money, it's the lifestyle. Here's Del Wamsley. How do you define
4: anybody? Hi, tell me about yourself. I am a fireman, a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, A CPA, a father, a mother, a spouse. What you do is who you are. And what this article is saying, if you stop working, you're nobody. You can never be anybody ever again, which is insane. There is more reason to live once you get out of your job than there ever was with your job in most cases. In fact, I found once I retired, I got so busy, I had so much stuff to do that I'd always wanted to do that I never could do. But no, they want to stay in the cubicle because they can't figure out how to get out of it. Have a great day, we'll see you tomorrow.